Welcome to Let's Talk Law Enforcement. I'm your host, Kenny Dean, and this is my wonderful co-host on the line there. What's up, Keisha? How you doing this evening? Hey, everybody. Hey, Kenny. Glad to be here again. Hey, we've uh, we been rolling, Keisha. So listen, you know, first off the bat, right? I got to give a shout out to my sponsors because they continue to grow, and I am grateful for them because, as you can see, right, that they help build this nice little studio and man cave I got thank going you. on right thank you so much it's it's it's, it's an honor and, and, and to see it grow like this is so it warms my heart so you, you've been doing a great job Kenny thank you thank you so let me give a quick shout out to my sponsors Lifeline Athletics Women Wear Blue Customly Crystal RTI Training Porta Finest Coffee Public Safety Woodworks Cruiser vids and SGB racing, like it's amazing from where this started to where it's at now, right? So I am really grateful for my sponsors and thank you, and we'll continue to build a uh, bigger and better product. So on to tonight's topic, right? Juvenile mm -hmm. crime, juvenile crime. Um, you know, Keisha, as you know, I'm 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 still out there and I see it almost nightly, right? Yeah. And the calls that we get probably about I, I would say at least seventy percent of them involve juveniles. And they're violent crimes. And I'm trying to figure out Okay, we all we and you know you know you know this scene. Every police officer that listens to me or you know comes across now we doing YouTube and everything else, can put themselves in this place of you stop a juvenile on the street, the whole family comes running out. Not my son. My son ain't do anything. He was in the house. Not my <laughs> child, right? And mm -hmm. and they come out of nowhere, like. We were like, well, where were you when he was committing? Where were they? Right. Exactly. Where were you when he was committing this crime? Mm -hmm. Like, where, where were you? And that, like, to me, that kind of kills me because it's like, okay, now you show up, but where right. were you when they were committing these hardened, hardcore, uh, violent crimes out there? Right. So, I did some research and. Um, Actually, my corporal sent me some stats, right? So juvenile carjacking jumped 85%. 85% in one year, right? Okay. So also add on handgun violations up 220% in two years. I'm not surprised. I knew it. And remember we did that, uh, we did a juvenile episode when it, when we first started having the uptick in juvenile crime and well, really people reporting about it and talking about it more. And then we remember the laws were trying to change to, um, to deal with the juvenile crime issue. We talked about statistics. And at that time, I couldn't find anything that showed how high the juvenile statistics had gone since I guess the last time they took a poll, but right. um, so I'm glad now that you're able to find some real statistics because the way it was looking is like it's going down. And I knew that wasn't true. <laughs> it ain't going down. I knew it wasn't true. <laughs> it ain't going down. I didn't even report those statistics because I said these can't be updated. They, they couldn't be. It's so I'm glad down. you got the real ones. Yeah, it's not going down. So one of the cases that uh, caught my attention 
because again, I used to work in DC and I know that district well. Mm-hmm. It was a uh, 13-year-old. He was shot and killed try- attempting to carjack a uh, federal protective security officer, right? Off now, when did this happen? Everybody know when this happened. Um, well, I see, and that's the thing. They got two different dates on it. Mm-hmm. And what I was looking at was, okay, one was like the 25th, right? And then one had like the 28th because they were doing updates because it happened mm-hmm. on overnight shifts, um, apparently, you know, after midnight, right? And that was one of the things that was kind of telling to me about how the media was reporting it because you had three different media outlets kind of reporting it as DC preteen, right? So it was almost like they were trying to get their words together as in how do we come forward and report this and still get and, and, and elicit that he was only 13. You know what I'm saying? Like he was a, right. he was a teenage, he was a baby. Out right. of so we got a couple of different, you know, reporting days. So I'm going to stand on the 25th. If it's, you know, incorrect, that's fine. Somebody let me know exactly. But it, they were updating it like it occurred the night of and then, okay. you know, throwing in little things, right? So one, one of the one of the statements by the uh, young man's teacher was he was a comedian and he tried to make people laugh. <laughs> Listen. So he, so he couldn't have done a carjacking, right? right that, and that boggles my mind because I, listen, he was 13. I get it. His mind, you know, because his mind wasn't fully developed and he was, I get it. His frontal lobe wasn't. Listen, we got to stop that. Yeah. We, we got to stop that. These kids are out of control. These juveniles are doing crime that we would never think of doing when we were 13 and 14. Right. And I get and, it. Different times. And, and, and when they talk about that frontal lobe issue, because of course, you know, they, they talk about that all the time. Oh, they don't know. They know what they're doing. Now, if we had the infancy law, and I think the infancy law was like seven or eight back in the day, which, okay, that made sense. But now you have 11-year-olds doing carjackings, 13-year-olds. So they know that this is wrong. I mean, so, so so we're not using that now when it comes to frontal lobe stuff and them, their, their brains not being fully developed. Okay, well, that doesn't happen until they're 25. Exactly. So do we give them a pass until then? You know, when they were charged as an adult at 18, everything pretty much in this country, the law is 18 makes you a legal adult. So, you know, I'm at a point where we got to stop, like you said, we got to stop using it as an excuse because these kids clearly know. Now, if you want to talk about developmental, okay, they may not understand the full extent of like the consequences maybe or because they haven't seen it. And what's happening in this country that juvenile laws are so lenient Right. That, you know, I like I, I always told the listeners, I worked at juvenile booking for five years and I watched kids come in for violent crimes and go home to their parents. And we sat there in shock because we saw the kid come in. We saw the behavior, the, the, the aggressiveness, you know, even they would even get aggressive with us while we're trying to book them. You know, try fingerprinting exactly. try, try fingerprint a kid exactly. who is hostile and violent and doesn't want to cooperate. See, that's the kid we see. They sit in the cell for about uh, four or five hours, and the whole time they you call my mama, you call my mama, <laughs> right? 
They all listen. You called my mother. You know, so you right. know they were babies right. then, but they know what they're doing. But we see these these kids come in with these violent crimes, and the parents come in, and most of the parents were just as bad as the kids. But then you did have right. some who right. wanted help and just were at their wits' end. But you know, I'm gonna let you tell your story because I have a couple of stories um, out of Baltimore. So it's a good thing that we have this DC Baltimore connection because we're going through the same things down here that you guys are. So, okay. He's 13. He, you know, attempts to carjack um, the federal security officer, protective officer. He shoots and kills him. Now, again, the media kind of made it a, you know, like, Oh, he was only 13. He was, again, he was a preteen. He was, and you're like, um, we we in law enforcement know what 13, 14, 15 year olds can do, right? So we see that side of it. Mm-hmm. My issue, my issue with this is the media is making it again, it's like, well, he was he didn't know any better. He was, but here's the thing. He had done this before. Mm-hmm. He had done this before. So this wasn't his mm-hmm. first time. He got, you know, got in trouble, got caught or whatever. They don't try like, and I know. Oh, for a fact in DC, you basically almost have to commit triple murder in DC as a juvenile for them to hold you. Yeah, that's why we avoided juveniles, and I'm I'm proud. Listen, I avoided juveniles at all cost. Yeah, all cost, all cost, because it was just you got into fights with them. And then they became babies, right? Then they became infants. Why are you hitting on the little baby? Uh, they spit at you. They fight. And you know that role. So it's like, it it wasn't worth it. It just wasn't worth it. And then people say, oh, you should have, you, 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 it's your job. No, because we didn't make these monsters. <laughs> we didn't make them. But the, we have to deal with them. Society has to deal with them. And between the car thefts and the carjackings, like they're tearing people's stuff up and nobody's doing anything. I'm not saying I'm, I'm talking about the, you know, the, the, the politicians, right. We got to have these, we got to have a session. We got to have a hearing. How many, how many hearings are we, do we have to have? Right. Right. How many? And, And just so that everybody knows the officers, we are out there doing our jobs. You know, we arrest, we engage, even when we don't want to, Sometimes we, but most times we have to because these kids, because these kids are committing crimes that we can't, we can't, we can't turn a blind eye to. We can't just say, oh, let's just, just take him home to his parents. We, we can't do that anymore. Uh, it, 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 it's, it's just a minor crime. We can't do that anymore. You know, we have to engage with these kids. So it's not us. So I just want everybody to know we are making the arrest. I even know state attorneys are now getting fed up with it to where they're starting to do whatever they can on a local level to make sure these kids get prosecuted and that these victims get justice. So we're trying at, from what I can see, Kenny, and I think you agree, this is the lawmaker issue. This is legislation. Some, something at a higher level has to change, or we're going to keep on suffering at the hands of our children. And we, and you know, this, right. We, we changed a lot of juvenile laws um, because of, you know, and, and I'm not afraid to say it because of these, these are my personal views mm-hmm. because black, because of black lives matter, that movement, right. Mm-hmm. Um, George Floyd, we, we changed a lot of that because of what happened there. And, and I 
I understand to a, a point, but they went so far overboard. Now it's almost like, damn, how do we bring this back? Because mm-hmm. let's be, let's be, let's be real. Um, none of these juveniles think of George Floyd when they're carjacking, no. robbing, raping, nope. or shooting at each other. No, I, you know what I mean. Not n- none of them. I, I haven't heard one interview one that that said that. Oh yeah, man, I was thinking of George Floyd. You know, kudos. I, like I don't think they have a reason. Like if you talk to one of these kids, and I don't have that lux, I don't have that opportunity anymore because I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not actively involved and retired. But from when I did talk to them, they had no reason. It was like they just living for the moment. They just having fun. They see this as fun. They don't. They don't like. Remember we had the victim on here who had her car uh, yeah, stolen. Yeah. You know they don't understand what you do to people when you make them a victim of your crime. Yeah, nothing. I mean, it's 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 crazy, and they have no reason for this. It's, it's, it, it makes no sense to go out and steal somebody's car, and then I guess carjacking is easier because the keys are already in it and it's already running. But it's so dangerous, and I'm going to get into ex- and that and that's what I'm going to lead into because we have a couple of situations here in Baltimore that you know these the, the, the citizens are getting fed up. And like this yeah. situation, these kids try to carjack yeah. what with the one in DC with, with a federal agent. Yeah. So tell yeah. us a little bit. Do you do you have some um some specifics on that story? Well, it was it was it was in the like I say in the wee, I can say the wee hours, but it was at night. Mm-hmm. And apparently he was in the northeast quadrant of DC, which is not not too bad, right? It's not too bad. It's kind of up near like Capitol Hill on the ver you know, kind of the side of southeast. But it's not that bad side as we call it, right? So apparently he was getting out of the car and two guys ran up on him. And this poor young man, unfortunate young man, pretended he had a weapon and he reached. And you know that usually goes goes south, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm not waiting for you to come out with your finger. I'm not I we just can't. Yeah. Right. So Unfortunately, he shot and killed him. The other young man took off running. So I haven't heard much. They're not going to charge the uh, officer. I, I know that. And then I don't know if um, this, this is Baltimore, D.C., but then remember, we had the shooting at, at uh, Carver High School. Yeah. With the, Last with the, with the parent involved in that? Yes, <laughs> because they gave the juvenile the gun the to gun, go to school right? with. Right. Right. Okay. So <laughs> that's the funny part. They should be. They should have been held because, see, you put every other child, and and this is what boggles well, see, my I mind. I think they knew at first the full story, so because that wasn't the way it came across in the media. And right. then just yesterday, or may have been the day before, um, is when we got the information that the parents were actually involved. And that boggles. And they have been, and they've been, they've both been arrested. Okay, so where is the uproar for that? Right, <laughs> and you know what right. I'm saying. Where, <laughs> If my child goes to that school, I'm pounding on doors. I'm mad. You brought a gun. Like, you could have endangered my kid. But not, see, and that's what I'm saying. We we pick and choose. Outrage. Our, our outrage. We pick and choose it. We, we always do. It, and it's funny and it's sad at the same time because you, you I hear that story and I kind of looked into it. But I was just laughing so hard because I th- think they were showing the mug shots, right? So it's like, Okay, um, 
y'all really gave y'all a gun and said, go up there and handle it. Like, what is everybody yeah. don't need kids? You know, and supposedly when I heard, they just wanted him to pistol whip the other kid. <laughs> really? Is that what we're doing, parents? <laughs> and and, 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 I, and first in my mind, I said, well, maybe these were some really young parents, but no, they were in their 40s. These these were grown, good and grown parents. And it's like, what do you, what do you even say to that? How can you, how can you as an attorney defending them sit down and go, and that's your job, I get it. Hey, um, what made you give your kid a gun to go tell him go up to the school? Like yeah. you ruined his kid. Yeah. Like he, he's well, I'm sure he's gonna be expelled, all that. Look, so well, he has no and his parents are both locked up now. So if he if you think he didn't have guidance before, right? You know, now his parents are in jail. Both my kids in. I mean, both my parents in. Both, both, like, parents. both my parents in back. Yes. That, this, it's, it's wild. The stuff that I'm hearing and these stories as they come out, and I'm sure there's so many stories that we, that we don't know about that stuff happens every day. You know, like I said, I'm not, I'm not in it, in, I'm not in the thick of it anymore. So I'm not getting all the information I used to or access to the cases that I used to. But I know that this one, it's a bunch of crazy nonsense going on with these juveniles and these laws and the things that they're letting happen. I do not understand what it's going to take. Yeah. Yeah, somebody important is is sad to say it, but somebody, you know, deemed important has that to die. Yeah, yeah, somebody deemed important. Enough is enough. I'm saying it. I'm sick of it. Has to die. So, it, you reminded me when you said that. All right. So there's a case. There was a case. Probably it's probably a month ago now. Um, four juveniles, and they they carjacked somebody, and they took off from the police. Police broke off the chase because of the weather. They, you know, this I verified. This is for sure. They broke off the chase. It was in Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, about a mile and a half, a couple miles down the road, this car slammed into a tree, exploded, killed all four. I remember two. that. Yeah. Right? right? Yeah. Okay. So we got notices about that out in Maryland and things like that. Well, it, it's... It's sad, but there was a relative who went out and committed a carjacking the next day. Okay? Mm-hmm. Just like that. Uh, a relative of those killed. After seeing car- what happened to his relative. Yeah. He goes mm-hmm. out and goes, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know. Within that, I- within, within that week. Within that week. What is it? Is is it is it something in the food, the water, is it the music, <laughs> the games, TV, movie? Hey, Bring Blair back to school. I don't know, <laughs> but because what, what, what is going you, on? What can you say that, like, you just sit there and brain fog, and when you hear these things, and you know we're part of that. We're used to trauma, traumatic events, and seeing this stuff. But it, it's take, it takes a toll on officers, first responders. And I know some of the parents, right? But yeah. you have four juvenile kids killed. Just gone. Just like that. Because we, like, we want to carjack somebody? And one, and one was a female. Yeah. Right? Who, who are just as bad as some of the males now? They are. 
They are. The worst. The worst. I don't know. So for the callers, I mean, you guys can, I mean, we, we, we discuss this stuff and I'd like to hear and see some of the comments. I mean, I don't, I know. I mean, you guys are going to give offer your, your your thoughts on this, um, but what is it? My question is, what is it? Why is this happening so often now? And is, is this a trend that we're seeing? What's contributing to this trend? If so, and at this point, what's it going to take to stop it? There you go. We're going to leave that. You know what? I'm going to have that question. I'm going to leave that question on the. Uh, you know, on the podcast for people to answer uh, yeah. and, and on the Facebook, you know, late. Cause I, I want to know, cause I'm out of yeah out of answers with the whole, we need rec centers and that like they don't, these kids don't play in a rec centers, man. They, they don't do that. They don't and and, and I'm going to say, the, but the rec centers, I have to look back, you know, they did. I believe they did. Cause I was talking to a, a, a colleague of mine um, a little while ago and we were talking about the rec centers and the impact they had in the community. And you got to think when we had rec centers, but my, remember these kids, and I, I don't know why, but these kids are different now right. than That's they were then. So right. I don't know if you're, you're right. That rec centers may not be the answer now, but you remember when we had power centers, you know, those kids went to the power center. They got to know those officers and those officers got to know the parents. Yeah. So those kids, when they were 11, 12, 13, 14, they had a respect and they had a relationship with police. So when they became young adults, closer to, you know, they, they were less likely, they didn't want to disappoint that officer that they made a friend of. You know, right. they, they like being the good kid in the neighborhood. It was okay. It was fun. It was cool. Right. Not to be in trouble. Now it is the, it is the reverse. Bad now, it, yeah. <laughs> if you're not out there doing something stupid or committing a crime, then you're not cool. Yeah. And I know it's not all of our kids. I know it's not the majority of our kids. When I, when I ride past high schools and I see these kids coming out of school, I say, you know what? That's my future. Those are the bright ones. Those are the ones that's going to make it. My future is in their hands. Well, <laughs> and I have to know that that's the majority. I, ha- I have to think okay. that is the majority. Okay. Well, listen. I'm gonna hang on to your coattails for that because I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna go that far because <laughs> I I just like I hope and I do meet good kids when I'm working. I really right. do. But that's I, what that's, that's that's what gives me hope. Those those few. Yeah, but they just. <laughs> Far and few and in between. I know. And I feel like like even the good ones are so, it's it's like they're on that fence where they could so easily be influenced to do that thing that now takes them from being that quote unquote good kid to a juvenile delinquent. Absolutely. You know, hey, come on, take a ride with me real quick in this this car I got. (laughs) I I, I don't know if I should. Come on, man. Come on. And you get in that car, next thing you know. Right. Boom. You're committing a crime. And, and I don't even think these kids realize it. It's the joy ride, it's a criminal act. Yeah. Yeah. That can get you or somebody else killed. You so I'm going to leave it at that. I don't want to be too serious, but you know. And as always, you know, my favorite co host, thank you for coming on and sharing with me. Um, we do have that call in number now. And um, we're going to work out one more technical issue, but we do have that call in number. So we are we ready to rock. And again, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for following the page. Uh, it, it has just blown up past my expectations, and I'm very grateful. And again, thanks to my sponsors. 
And thanks to you, Keys, my favorite use of force detective co-host. Okay. Thank you, Kenny. Good night, everyone. <laughs> Small time!